everybody. Welcome to Good Talk. I'm here with your boy, Robert Conover, <laughs> the second. Are, are you a second? I'm in a place of zen. I don't know. Because isn't Ar- Armand's a family name, not Robert? Yeah, so the way my parents named me is my dad's dad was named Robert, and my mom's dad was named Armand. So okay. Robert Armand. Okay, so for, for some, I like had a, a moment of like, which oh, means man. I have the power of two grandfathers. <laughs> I have two <laughs> grandfathers <laughs> living in my veins. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the grandfather oh is gosh. strong in this one. Uh, as I sit on my man. front porch in my rocking chair and throwing stuff at kids who throw like uh, newspapers in my yard, it's the grandfather. That's in me. I guess we did talk about the other day that like I feel like you're kind of entering into that space of like get off my lawn, <laughs> bro. I'm not entering that space. I've been that is my domain. I'm That's where I've, there. I, I've been there since like I was 12. Are you kidding me? Oh man, I've been that guy. <laughs> Just like get out of here. You I was talking to someone the other day, and I feel like you you kind of know you're old by like what music you currently listen to because yeah. someone was like. Christian music just isn't as good as it used to be. I find myself listening to the old stuff now. What? Where's all the guitars? There's no good stuff. And I'm just, I, I, I impersonated like they were just old just now with their younger Where's all the guitars? And I'm just like, that's how you know you're old. Like, yeah. you, you don't listen to new stuff. You go back to like the 2000s and the 90s and you're like, this is the good music. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's great for me is I have no metric when it comes to that because I've never listened to music. <laughs> I've just never been a big it's music. It's all new. <laughs> exactly. I've never been a new a, a music guy or a oh, TV man. guy. And so I, it was just because of where we lived and just music was never our thing. Like we would drive in a car with the radio off <laughs> and just like sit there in silence and awkwardness. <laughs> uh, but my mom did listen to the oldies. So I listened to the oldies growing up. What so are the oldies? The oldies are like stuff from like, you know, the, the, uh, I almost said the Sopranos, but that was a TV <laughs> show. Um, you're talking about like, uh, there'd be like the, what is it? Not, not like a record player, but there'd be like the little, like phone little things. Like the there. Jackson five and oh, the, okay. uh, what's the three girls? Not the Sopranos. Why do I keep saying the Sopranos? The, the three girls? Yeah. I don't know why my mind. The Supremes. The Supremes. The Supremes. You know, stuff like that. Like. <laughs> Even before, like, this is, like, pre-Elvis stuff. My mom listened to the oldies. She loved the oldies. I don't know if it was, like, a... uh, I don't know where it came from, but she listened to the oldies. But other than that... probably what she grew up with. Yeah. And then she was thinking, like, you know what? This new music getting good. Yeah, right? Well, when I I met Pav, Pav was big into music. So when I had a Bible Mm. school, like, he introduced me to, like, Pearl Jam and, like, Nirvana and Dave Matthews and Green Day. And has I, Dave like, Matthews been around for that long? Dave Matthews has been huge for a long time. And huh. what's funny about Dave Matthews is he's one of those musicians. He's kind of like Jesus. I feel like people hate him or love him. <laughs> he's like Jesus. It's <laughs> a pretty good uh, uh, statement yeah, right there. Uh, but it's true. There's like no middle ground with Dave yeah. Matthews. There's no people that are like, nah, he's, he's all right. He's, you know what I mean? It's either people are like fanatics and mm. they love Dave Matthews or they hate Dave Matthews. There's gotcha. zero middle. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I'll say this. I don't listen to Dave Matthews. Yeah, and so I, I can't really like see give an accurate uh, opinion of who he is, but I have heard that because I think he's kind of like the butt of a lot of jokes. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, so yeah, yeah. that makes sense. He's um, like that one group, Puddle of Mud or whatever. Puddle of Mud. mud wow. Or, yeah. Is that a group? Yeah. Puddle uh, of is mud. that the Canadian group that I don't everybody, know if they're Canadian, but wait, what's that Canadian? Blurry. Group? Wasn't it when that song? They're blurry. The blurry song. I don't know. Well, there's a group from like Canada that Probably. everyone despises. Oh, you're talking about Nickelback. <laughs> okay, Nickelback. That yeah. Everybody just like, which is funny, right? Because if you think about that, <sighs> everybody makes fun of them. But if everybody hates them, how did they get so big, right? How did they? They're like multi-platinum Here, here albums, is what it so is. I feel like what they did 
and I think this is what people hate about them. This is what I dislike about them, is they found their one song. They found their one-hit wonder, and they're like, you know what? Let's make 300 other versions of this one-hit wonder and just live off of this <laughs> for the rest of Is that not every band? I know. I mean, Blink-182 has sure. a very distinct Absolutely. sound. Green Absolutely. Day has a very distinct sound. Linkin Park has a very distinct sound. Uh, you know what I mean? You're P.O.D. It's like, when you hear it on the radio, you're like, oh, that's yeah. P.O.D. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I feel like it's the combination of that plus his voice that just makes you want to like... <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta, I just gotta shut off this stupid car right now. I'm not even gonna drive. I can't I'm listen. To drive this. into a tree to get this off my radio. This is the worst. <laughs> See, this is what the podcast is all about. Not only do you get scriptural and spiritual advice and and being edified, but you get pop culture. And yeah. uh, pop culture is a big part of who we are. It, yeah. It's it, it. You know, whether we realize it or not, we. Uh, the world is trying to define us by our culture, and which so, is kind of interesting. What we're kind of be talking about it today is true. A bit. Today it we'll is be interesting. talking about some things, but before we get into but that, after this, we're going to listen to Dave Matthews and you're for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, and so I can let you know if Cody likes it. Oh my gosh, I'll like have an album listening party right here on the podcast. Yeah, I'll just be like, it's okay. Well, the thing of it is, is like uh, they're they're just they're extremely talented. Yeah. And I think that that gets over. Like Dave Matthews is a phenomenal guitar player. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like uh, what's the guy's name? Mayer. John Meyer. Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah. Like I didn't realize John Mayer was such a good guitar player. He's insane. Like he's good. really good. Like when I first heard he's him, a good I was like, songwriter oh, good. and he a good is. guitar player. And like Ed Sheeran, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like these guys are really good at their craft. Yeah. Um, and that's know. probably another reason why people hate them too. It's like yeah. in some ways they're like, "Gosh, you're so good. I hate you so much." You know? Like, yeah, but Dave Matthews' thing is he just brought like all these weird ele- like they have a trumpet and a saxophone and like you know what I mean? Bring an organ in here yeah, today. I mean, they have these unusual elements yeah. in a band, and it just kind of I don't know. It's got some uniqueness to it that's kind of different. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so. <laughs> Boom! I'm not like a huge Dave Matthews fan. I think it's. I mean, you I, just respect the craft. I respect. That's a good way of saying it. I respect the craft. It's yeah. the same with like Ed Sheeran. I mean, I respect and, and John Mayer. Mm-hmm. I- John Mayer. <laughs> I respect the guy. I don't know what his name I, is. <laughs> message in a bottle, oh, whatever. Oh you know my like. gosh! <laughs> See, I, I, I know some stuff. Body is a wonderland. Oh yeah, <laughs> I respect the craft. You know what I mean? I may not agree with them and their lifestyle, sure. um, especially John Mayer, because. I think he's had a little bit. multiple lady friends, including your wife's favorite. Didn't he like destroy? I like, thought you were going to stop at like, your emotional. wife for a second there. Oh, <laughs> multiple God. lady friends, including your wife. Like, whoa! <laughs> Didn't his relationship with Taylor Swift like produce like a whole soundtrack that she made? <laughs> I mean. Not to like really like get into it, but I think there's a lot of boyfriends that like she wrote about, which to her credit, I mean, I guess uh, that's what makes a song. What is your driving force? <laughs> Bad <Heartbreak>. relationships. <laughs> Oh man, power to her though. You know, you know, she she made a she she made lemonade out of some lemons. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. The question is, why were they lemons? Her or them? That's the age old question. <laughs> okay. Who made the lemons? Uh, well, <laughs> here we are, sticking our nose in business. That's none of our business. I know, I, right? I have no it's, idea. I don't know, man. Anyways. we don't know her. We don't. Know, we're not trying to judge anybody. Okay, that's yeah. not what we're doing here. We're, not. we're just. We're just talking. We're, we're observing from an outside perspective. Please do not throw stones at us. <laughs> but the mind is curious every once in a while. You're yeah, like, sure. what happened, guys? You know, I mean, like yeah. with Brad and and or Jennifer. You know, switching I, gears here to celebrities like. Brad 
Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. They mm. were together for like 15 years. And then or like Chris just like, Pratt and Anna Faris. They were together for a long time. Right. Yeah. That one really hurt. Yeah, like, that uh, was a big, like, you know, whoa. Like if Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively break up, like yeah. my, I'll be devastated. Well, because they've been together for a minute too, yeah, right? they're so sweet with one another. Yeah. And they have this relationship where you're just like, oh. Or like Kristen uh, Bell and Dax Shepard. That relationship. Don't know is, who these people are. Dude. Dak is the really funny blonde-haired guy, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell, is she the vampire girl? Yeah. From, like, um, Twilight? No. Oh. Uh, she was in... <laughs> no, I don't think she's a vampire girl. That's, sorry, I just, I'm thinking of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, she was in, like, Veronica Mars. I have no idea what that show Either, is. Either. It doesn't okay, matter. It doesn't right. matter. We've really, We've really we digressed, digressed here. Yeah. You guys are listening to us. Should we start th- over? No, we shouldn't start over. I feel this like is, our podcasts is, are too long because we do no, too much of this on the no. front end. We just talk about nonsensical. No. All right. Nonsensical. Here, here's the debate. Here's the debate that you guys can help settle right now. Are the podcasts too long? If they're too long, we'll cut them shorter. If they're not too long, we'll keep them going. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like no one ever comments on it. <laughs> so well, that's I feel not, like you're putting out a no valid I'm, poll. I'm putting out a comment <laughs> poll here, so you need to get commenting so we can understand if what we're doing is what you like. If you don't like it, then we don't want to do it. But also, if you don't like it, it's kind of been told what we have to do. So right, the Lord do. gave <laughs> us this and told we'll us to do it. We'll figure it out. So. There's a way and a will, and we'll, we'll make it happen either yeah. way. But anyway, let's kind of jump into what we're talking Got about it. today. Go. Speaking about culture and all that jazz. Culture. Is... Sin subjective. <laughs> I, if I knew which button it was, I would do the, the sound effect with you because I that was it a off great. Oh no, you aren't really good at figuring out which button it is. And I mean, no where's offense. the lie? <laughs> there is no lie. So is sin subjective? And so the one that I feel like I was just straight called out with this one because they said, example, some people say that tattoos are sins and others do not. Mm. Some people have them and they're Christians. Are you talking about me? <laughs> Are you straight oh, up asking? Yo. Oh, was that a que- was that in the question? It was. It uh. said it said is sin subjective. Some people believe tattoos are bad while others aren't affected. Gotcha. So here mm. I am. <laughs> sinner. <laughs> Are you calling me a sinner? Are you asking if I'm a sinner? I don't know. Uh, uh. what do you think? <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty simple, and maybe this is why we had such a long intro on like weird pop cultural stuff, is because I think it's pretty straightforward. If it's contrary to the Bible, then it's sin, and if it's in agreement with the Bible, it's not sin. I don't believe it is subjective. I think it's pretty well written out for us, Yeah, what is sin and what isn't sin. I think the problem we get into is people want to justify their actions, mm-hmm. and since they want to justify their actions, they make sin subjective. As mm-hmm. opposed, They make it as, what do I want to do today, and is God okay with it? And then they're like, yeah, he is. You know, He's a loving God. Yeah. He, there's forgiveness. Forgiveness is available for all. I have First John 1, 9. If you don't know what that scripture is, it says, confess your sins, and he's faithful and just to cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. And that scripture is in there for when we as Christians do make a mistake. Sure. Not talking about habitual sin. If you're habitually sinning, then you've got another problem that you need to get fixed. Habitual means you're just you're doing the same thing over and over and yeah. over and over. You're stuck in a six cycle carousel. Um, yeah, I heard one minister say. Um, he said, "Grace is not the freedom to sin; it's the freedom from sin." That's a great so, way of saying it. So yep. God has given that's you really grace good. to be free from the effects yep. of sin, not grace to go right do whatever you want to do. Right. Sin is still sin. Uh, He's basically just saying, if you were to slip up, if you were to slip into sin, God is not going to punish you anymore because Jesus has already taken that yep. upon the cross. Yep. And the effects of sin is no longer uh, applicable to your life. Now, you obviously, if you slip into it and you continuously do it, you're not 
living by your grace. You're not yeah. You're not le- walking in your yeah, grace. You're, not you're, you're, you're in avoiding it. your grace. You yeah. know, you're you're pushing off your grace and you're willingly stepping into sin. Now, um, but Jesus still loves you and he still forgives you of and course. he doesn't want you to live in that sin and of that's course. what he came here to do. Yeah. And I feel like we really belittle the power of grace mm-hmm. when we as saints and as Christians and like we talked about last time in the podcast, disciples, yeah. when we live a life of sin, I feel like we're belittling the power of grace. Grace has set us free from sin. By yeah. grace, through faith, you are saved. It is grace and faith that has delivered us from sin. So when we continue to sin after becoming a Christian, we are belittling the supernatural power of God's grace that has not only set us free from sin, but empowers us to remain free from sin. Mm. And there's uh, something out there called greasy grace. It's where people greasy have grace. made the grace of God um, kind of, they've they've verbalized it and communicated it in such a way that has made it sloppy. Mm. You know, like, God's grace covers your sin. You can yeah. do, you can live how you want, and there's grace for forgiveness. Yeah. And that's just such a bad, not only is it theologically inaccurate, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also a bad mentality. Yeah. Because we know Matthew 5, it talks about how we're salt and light. Yeah. You can't be salt and light if you're living like everybody else. Mm. The, the whole point of light is it's different than the darkness. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a beacon. It's it's able to be seen. You know, you think of like a lighthouse at the coast when it's dark and stormy out. The reason why you can see the light is because it's not dark. Yeah. It, it stands out, mm-hmm. you know. And we cannot stand out as disciples and as Christians as we are supposed to if we're just living like everybody else. Mm. And so we need to get rid of the greasy grace message that it's just like, yeah, you're born again. Live how you want. God doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, he does care, and sin is not subjective. He's given us very clear parameters as to what is sin and what isn't sin. Right. And even if it's something like tattoos that maybe isn't as clear, you know, you can seek the Lord for wisdom and advice in that area. Right. Yeah, I think that that's how, in my personal life, like especially with this question about like tattoos and stuff, now obviously I think that there are some people that pull out the Leviticus scripture about not marring your body or yeah. whatever. And so... I didn't feel in my mind there wasn't any conviction about getting tattoos. I kind of, I've always viewed it as like, as long as it's not something that's going to dishonor God or Mm. say, uh, or blaspheme God in the way of like your Mm. tattoo, or it's not, you know, uh, profane or it's not something that promotes harm or violence or something like that. To me, uh, I feel like that that's a way, uh, for myself, you yeah. know, I think that that's how I was able to justify it for myself is that all of my things, they do not dishonor God. Now, obviously I have an alien on me, but it's just like, to me, like, that's just like a fun thing to believe in. I think that it's cool that like, oh, alien life. Like, I love the idea of UFOs. I love the idea of aliens. Yeah. Do I actually truly believe in it? Not really. I think yeah. it's just something that it's like fun to believe in. Um, so I don't believe in my heart that it, by doing this, I'm dishonoring God. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so interesting because we, you can get really, like, nitty-gritty with yeah. some of this stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's so funny. I mean, people, you know, that lots of times when they're talking about tattoos, they also pull out the New Testament scriptures in 1 Corinthians 3.16 mm-hmm. and 6.19 about you are the temple of God. Sure. You know, we ought not do anything to the temple because it is God's. But, you know, I mean, you could even take that argument. Okay, well, what about somebody who's struggling with obesity? Mm. That's yeah. God's temple. Yeah. So are they in sin? Sure. You know, I mean, it's just... So just to pick on someone that has tattoos, there's many ways to defile the temple of God, you know? And so I think we just have to make sure that we study God. This is where it comes down to. When you need an answer as to what is sin and what isn't sin, you go right to the Word of God. Yeah. You can't, 
you could go to a preacher, but you definitely can't go to culture. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely cannot go to culture because culture will say, yes, I love Jesus. And then they will just live the most rank sinner lifestyle out there. Mm-hmm. And it's a very conflicting uh, point of view. Yeah. You know, because there must be a difference with believers. There must be a difference in how we live. There must be a difference in our lifestyle that is not worldly, that is not fleshly. What the Bible says is we are in this world, but we are not of the world, which means I don't participate in things of this world, of of the devil's design. And so, um, you know, and there's no shade being thrown at anybody that has these struggles. I mean, we all, like we talked about in the podcast last week, God's pruning us. Yeah. You know, growing in him is a uh, progression. Yeah, it's a process. It's a process. Thank you. It is a process. And so we're just trying to be better tomorrow than we are today. Yeah. And in in, in doing so, there's stuff God's going to prune out of my life. There's Mm -hmm. sins he's going to say, Robert, you need to work on that. You know what? You're spending too much time with TV. You're spending too much time with this. Yeah. You you got mad in traffic. Whatever it may be. Yeah. um, He's always pruning us, but we need to make sure that, and this is going down to kind of what I believe the issue is. I think people justify things in their mind as not sin because they want to do it and then it empowers them and sets them free to do it yeah yeah i think uh like even with what you're saying like go to the word of god about it i think there's the term of like eisegesis and exegesis like basically a lot of people will read the bible with the intent of let me find myself let me find the 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 idea that i want to get out of this Mm. and that's eisegesis you're looking in the bible to justify your thoughts. Mm. You're looking in the Bible to justify what you right. want God to right. tell you. And that's eisegesis. And you can get in trouble with that because that's not really what the Bible was written for. Right. It wasn't written for you to justify your thoughts and right. justify your My desires. Style. Exegesis, scripture interprets scripture interprets scripture. So when you're looking in the Bible, don't just stop at one verse and be like, right. oh, that sounds good to me. You right. need to find another verse that correlates with that so that way you can have evidence that support one another. And so, like, when it comes to, like, adultery, yeah, clearly it's all throughout the Bible that we should not commit adultery. Right. And there's multiple scriptures that say do not commit adultery. Right. And, and how marriage is between a man and a woman, and marriage is meant to be, uh, and having sex with your spouse mm. is meant to be in that confines of a relationship. Confines? Uh, is that the right word? <laughs> that sounds really Parameters. Good. The parameters of that of kind marriage. of relationship. Yep. So sex is meant to be between a married man and a married woman. The same married man and woman. <laughs> one that man, clear. One, one man, one woman right. who are married together. Um, so that's why, you know, when you have that, you have evidence that supports one of this scripture, yeah. helps support that scripture. And so that's that's where when it comes to finding out like what is sin it's like well let's make sure that there's multiple things that support what this is before i go out and do it yeah and i mean it's it's a pretty straightforward topic you know it's uh what it comes down to is is what causes confusion again is just people wanting to live how they live yeah you know and i think we can just take some good advice from the word of god like the apostle paul said in galatians 2 20 i've i've been crucified yeah I no longer live, yet Christ lives in me, and this life that I live in Christ Jesus, I do it through faith. And so it's not about my desires. Mm -hmm. It's not about my wants. It's not about um, gratifying my flesh, doing the things that 
per se make me happy. It's about honoring God and doing what makes him happy. Yeah. And in turn, yeah. I will get the desires of my heart and he will add things to my life that make me happy. And I think that's the big misconception is people feel like it's these things that make me happy. <laughs> yeah. But it's really God that makes us happy. Mm-hmm. Only true joy and true peace can come through him. And so we must live in a way that honors him and is not that I'm sacrificing my happiness. It's I'm living to glorify him and in turn, I will be happy. Yeah. But what a lot of people do is they say, well, this drinking makes me happy, and I don't see any scripture where God says I can't drink, so I'm going to drink. But it is in there. There is scripture that says be not drunk with wine. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so there is scripture in there. Well, And they use this one. Well, Jesus turned water into wine. If Jesus turned water into wine, why can't I drink? Well, so they take things out of context Mm. and they grab a singular scripture and they pull on that scripture to legitimate, to legitimize Legitimize. living the way that they want to live, even if it's in direct conflict with Mm. the word of God. That's why what you just said is so important. Interpret scripture with scripture. Yes, Jesus did turn the water into wine, but did you ever see Jesus get drunk? Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only that, then it comes down to you go a step further, you also have to do cultural studies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We have friends that live in Chile yeah. in, in South America where cultural drinking, they don't do it like we do in America where right. people do it to party and get drunk. Right. Yeah. They do it as a social thing where they may have a glass of wine with dinner, but it's not to be drunkards. Right, exactly. Yeah, the 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 intent of the majority of the mindset in the U.S. is all the ads is like, this will get you drunk. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? This is how you will have a good time when you drink this. And so... Right. That, and you look at the percentage right. of people that drink, what are they what's the end goal right. there? What's the point of this beverage? It's not for social, it's to get drunk. Yeah. So it's like there's an intent there mm-hmm. that's not appropriate yeah. and not and I think lots of times, you know, you can boil is it sin or not sin by the intent of the heart. Right. Why am I doing the things yeah. that I'm doing? That's true. And lots of times if what we're doing, what we're doing is in conflict with God's word, then that tells us it's not right mm. and it is sin. Yeah. You know, um and so we and somebody asked the questions about women in church and, yeah. and should they remain silent? Well, you can't just go off of purely what the scripture says. You have to do a cultural study. Right. And you have to look at what the time of the day is. We have you been to India? I have. We've both been yeah. to India. Middle Eastern countries, they still sit in a room divided. Yeah. Women on one yeah. side, men on the other side. Right. Well, even if in that context I had done like a, a quick little thing and I had actually heard another minister talk about it, but it's like in that time, this is slightly off topic, but it's like they sat on opposite sides of the room and women at that time were not educated. They they were not well-versed in scripture. In Middle Eastern of, countries today, they're yeah, still, they're still not, not educated, educated. And most of them aren't even allowed to be they're educated. Not, and right. so sometimes when people be up there ministering, they're yelling across at the That's room right. to their husbands. To get like, answers. What are they saying right now? Right. I don't understand. And so essentially the Apostle Paul was like, hey, you tell, need to chill out. Tell your women to be quiet right yeah. now, and then you can talk to them about That's it later. Exactly we right. don't have time yeah. to to stop and start and stop and start because right. it's being a distraction. And while obviously in today's worldview, we're like, wow, that sounds really harsh, and that sounds right. really bad. Like, that's mean. Like, right. that's that's not that's not nice. That's and not, not only that, but people will pull that scripture out to club women into right. a submissive right. position. Right, yeah, there's, there's almost two different mindsets. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, wow, you're oppressing women, and others are saying, well, that's how women need to be. Well, it's right. like, no, it's just because at that time, it was a crappy time to right. live in, and right. women were not treated properly, and unfortunately, there was not time to start and stop and start and right. stop. And so that's essentially what was happening there. And I know we got off topic there. No, we're not off topic. And the reason why we're not off topic is because that scripture is a good example. You have to let scripture define scripture. Right. 
And it's the same way with sin. Mm -hmm. You have to let scripture define scripture. And not only that, you've got to sometimes dig deeper and do cultural studies to figure out because the word of God is alive. Mm -hmm. It's a living book. It's not a history book. It's a living book. But with that being said, it was written in a different time period than today. Yeah. So there is, and this is why when we talk about doctrine, Mm -hmm. we don't just take one scripture and build a doctrine off of it. Right. Because there were cultural things in the day that were happening that may right. not be truly applicable today. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that the Word of God isn't relevant. It absolutely is relevant because it is a living, breathing document. It is the Word of yeah. God. So it is relevant. But there are certain scriptures, like women speaking in church, you only find that in there when the Apostle Paul is correcting the church of Corinth. Mm. So you can't make a doctrine out of that. Yeah. You can't say, see... God doesn't want women to be teachers in the body of Christ. Here yeah. you have the Apostle Paul telling them to be quiet in church. They right. can't be teachers. And I find it so interesting that a lot of churches that believe that let their women teach their children right. in nurseries or and children's the church leaders. or prayer leaders, but they don't let them teach yeah. in big church. So it's, it's really like, weird. you hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> you hypocrite. <laughs> you're, you're basically saying they're good enough to teach our children, but not good enough to teach us. And you're just being ridiculous. Yeah. But you can't build doctrine out of one scripture. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to know what is correct about your lifestyle, then you need to go and you need to find doctrine. You need to find what it says, multiple areas, you know what I mean, about particular things. Um, And there's some things that, you know, have just been thoroughly established. And, but those are a lot of times the things that people question. Yeah. Like marriage is an easy one. Yeah. You see it all from Genesis (laughs) all the way through the New Testament. God clearly defines marriage for us. Yeah. Clearly defines the covenant of marriage and how it is supposed to be one man and one woman. And you it's clearly defined in the word of God. But yet people they they step out of the parameters of that because they want to do something and they justify it in their mind and they say, Oh no, it's not sin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, sin is not subjective because we want to do something. Yeah. Just because we want to do it doesn't mean it's not sin. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the definition of sin means to miss the mark, mm. essentially. And so uh, we talked about it a minute earlier, but you were talking about in Matthew 5, but you know he's talking about how he wants you to be a city set up on a hill. Right. And when I always think about that scripture, I think about a lighthouse and how there's like this lighthouse that's like leading the boats into the port. Yep. And a lot of times that lighthouse is, for one, to help get them into the port and make sure they have safe passage, but also to make sure that they can see where they're going, you know, like they need to be able to see where they're going and show them the way to go. But if that lighthouse were to be on for a second and then off for a second and then on for a second and then off for a second, that the boats would know what to do. The boats wouldn't know where to go. And so we are meant to be consistent beings in our Christianity. We're meant to be consistent, bright lights Mm. for the world to see us and know which way to go. And so that is why even as, uh, post-resurrection believers, it's almost even more important for us to to live a life that is hitting the mark because we need to be a life that is worth looking forward, looking after, yeah. uh, a life that is worth following after. Um, so if we're not, I guess the best way to say it is like if, if we're doing things that we want to do and not what God wants right. to do right. or wants for us to do, it can be confusing for those that are around it us. Really if can. we justify things just because we want to do them, then people around us would be like, oh, well, then I guess that's okay. And that's where it gets muddy and that's where it gets confusing. Right. That's where you get a lot of Christians that are like, I guess we can do whatever we want to do because right. God still loves us. Right. But that's where you run into the problem of like, 
Have you talked a little bit on the last podcast of where in the book of James where he says, if your faith is real, there will be works, there will be evidence of your faith. Right. And so if your faith and your belief in God is real, there will be a change of your heart right. to where you no longer want to do right. those things. Like the, the drunkenness and the sexual immorality and the wild parties, a lot of those things, contextually speaking, like way back then, those were idols for a lot of people. Yeah in biblical times and god was saying like you don't need to be doing those things because you're putting those things before me yeah you're making those your god right and that's why they are sin they cannot be rulers over your life and a lot of times when you step into sin it becomes addictive or it becomes a a a consuming part of your life to where it becomes a problem where it comes before your god right and it becomes your god and that's where that's what sin does right sin the devil wants anything he can get to come between you and God. Absolutely. And so if it's something that, that you struggle with, even if it maybe even isn't necessarily listed as a sin in the Bible, it can still become an idol in your life. Absolutely. And it can Which be, that is a sin. That can be a sin for you. Yeah. So even, let's say, tattoos. Maybe it's such a problem to where the only reason I ever get peace is when I'm in the tattoo chair right. and I, I get tattooed. Or the only way that I can ever feel happy is if I get a new tattoo. Like, that can be a problem. Yeah. That could be an idol in my life. Yeah. And that's not how it is for me, but yeah. for some people... That's when they feel released. That's yeah. when they feel peace. It has become an idol in their right. life, and that is sin. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. I'll even go a step further. We live in the South. Football's a big deal. You yeah. see people all the time put football before God. Therefore, football's a sin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's really simple. This stuff is simple, and that's a good metric, a good measuring stick. It Does it come before God? Yeah. Am I going to miss church on a Sunday because Ooh. it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm going to put football before God? Well, guess what? You are sinning. You just put something before God, and that is yeah. a sin. And and the problem is, is we do that habitually. Mm-hmm. You know, we do that all the time. Yeah, and and we can't. We we God has to be Matthew six thirty three, and it's all through the Word of God. I'm I'm pulling one scripture, but there's many of them. Seek ye first. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be our first priority, and the reason he has to be our first priority is because. When he's our first priority, we continually receive the grace, right? That power to stay free from sin. And when we have that power to stay free from sin, then we can walk in the promises of God. Sin brings destruction. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bible clearly says the wages of sin is death. And that doesn't mean that you're mortally going to die, but there are going to be death of things, death of a marriage, death of a job, death of a ministry, death of something in your life, because that's just what happens when we sin. Sin is from the devil, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's Mm -hmm. period. That's what he does. And so we need God's grace to stay free from sin, and we need, as Christians, to stop compromising. We need to stop sacrificing the promise because we want to live a certain way. Yeah. And, uh, when, and, and that's what happens. We sacrifice the promise because we want to live a certain way, and then we get mad at God when we don't see the promise. Mm. So good. <laughs> and God's like, <laughs> just live according to my word, and you'll see the promise. Choose life or death. Choose, I, I placed it, it before, before you. you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to give you the answer. Right. Choose, Choose life. life. <laughs> and it's so easy. Um, you know, now... With that being said, yeah. the answer's so easy, but the doing is sure. a challenge, Absolutely. right? Which we all and have to work on. Everyone is it. on this journey with Together. God. It, yeah. There are going to be some sins or vices that you are you currently struggling it. with. You work at it. That are easier for some to get rid of than mm-hmm. others. And I, and I feel like that is where some people uh, can be frustrated in their faith because they're like, I don't understand why it's so hard for me to 
stop looking at porn or yeah. something like that where, where my friend has no issue with right. it. You know, and right. it's like everyone is on this journey with God together. I think the biggest thing is that you just have to continuously go to God about That's it, it, and he's going to be the right. one that helps you yep. through it. Because if you try to do it in your own strength, you're going to fail Yeah, almost every single time. Yeah. But if you go through it with God, and when you mess up, if you mess up, God's going to be there with you saying, you is. know what? Tomorrow's another day. It is. We're going to make it through right. this. So, so don't don't hurt yourself or belittle yourself um, because you mess up. Because we all have fallen short. And don't shy away from the challenge of being better. Yeah. Don't shy away from the challenge of of, of you know walking more intimately with God. Yeah. Don't you know? Maybe someone struggles with anger. Mm. Don't just make up your mind. Well, this is just who I am. No, it doesn't have to be who you are. Maybe you struggle with pornography. You just say, well, this is just who I am. It doesn't have to be who right. you are. Uh, look at that and say, okay, I'm not stepping away from this challenge. I mm. can overcome this by the help of God. And I know that the, but it starts here. Yeah. This is good. You've got to know that it's sin because mm. whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you, if you, if you don't acknowledge it as such, you will allow it to remain in your life. Yeah, that's really good. And so, you know, lots of people, they do struggle with these things because they've justified it in their mind as they've for whatever reason it. they've accepted it. Yeah. For whatever reason, maybe that reason is the forgiveness of God. Yeah. I can do this and I'm going to be forgiven. Or maybe it is, well, this is in the Bible, but the Bible was written a long time ago, so it doesn't apply to this today. Maybe it is, no, God wants me to be happy and this brings me happiness, so I'm going to allow this to remain in my life. You, 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 we have to stop justifying poor behavior and bad decisions and we have to say, okay, you know what? This is sin. And that's the starting point. Yeah, yeah. You have to start there if you're going to overcome. If somebody has an issue with anger, mm -hmm. you have to start with making the decision that that is not right. Yeah. This is sin. Otherwise, you'll never be able to move on from it. Right. And so you start there, but don't shy away from the challenge of doing better. Uh, you know, <laughs> just next time you feel something starting to boil up on the inside of you, <laughs> do whatever you have to do. You know what I mean? Maybe take just, this is why we believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit by the praying of tongues. Yeah. Is you start praying and activating the spirit, man, and start praying in your unknown language, start praying by the spirit of God. The Bible says in Jude one twenty that it builds you up in your utmost holy faith. So you start praying, it activates your spirit, man, yeah. the spiritual side of you. It really diminishes the natural side of you, which allows you not to walk by the flesh, but live according to the spirit. Mm. So that's just one thing we can do. But but first, you have to say, you know what, this is sin, and God and I, we're going to conquer this together. Yeah, that's really good, because I think you've even said, like, multiple times before, like, I've never been able to sin while I've been praying in tongues. Right. So never, I mean, so even some people, like, maybe you haven't been uh, able to speak in tongues yet or whatever, but you probably will not be able to sin while you pray. You know, like, yeah, even, even with it's tongues or not, like, right. if you turn on worship music, it might be a little bit awkward to watch that video while worship music's it's, going. You know what I'm saying? so true. So, like, turn on one of our messages, yeah, a podcast. Do whatever you gotta start, do. Start listening to the Word of God, and it's very difficult because now put your bible right in front of you you know yeah. like something i don't know do what you yeah. got to do <laughs> yeah and so it's you know it, you can't glorify god and glorify the devil at the same time mm. yeah <laughs> it's just not possible and so uh you know make up your mind which one you're going to glorify in the moment yeah and when you make up your mind which one you're going to glorify in the moment then you can either receive power to overcome or you're going to yield yeah um, but you know, sin is not subjective. Sin is not subjective. Uh, you know, God has placed before you life and death, choose life. Um, be the lighthouse, be the light that God has called you to be. Do everything you can to shine brightly for others to see. And, you know, again, don't 
don't be upset with yourself if, if for one day, you know, you, 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 you turned your light off for a second, you know, tomorrow's another day and yep. God's going to help you through it. And, and, and you're called to be that light. So confidently walk as a light for God. Yeah. And I want to add this too, is make sure you're allowing the right sources define who God is and mm. what God is to you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> going back as we started talking about music and culture and stuff, you can't let people who don't walk with him daily tell you what a relationship with him looks like. Mm. We, so many times we let celebrities yeah. and politicians and people of influence, athletes and, and, and popular people, millionaires and billionaires and people of influence, even some preachers, we let them define what this relationship with God is supposed to look like. Yeah. And lots of times their definition is not accurate. Mm. And so you have to be careful who you're letting define, especially if somebody says, I'm a Christian, but you know they're living in direct conflict with the Word of God. Right. Do not let that person define to you what is sin and what isn't sin, because right. they clearly don't know. Yeah. So if you have a celebrity that says, yeah, I'm a Christian, but they're in an illegitimate relationship with another person, you cannot let that person define for you what yeah. is right and what is wrong, mm. because they're not living according to the right. standard. And I think that's where the church has gotten in trouble. That's why I hate it when a celebrity gets born again and then instantly all these pastors rush to give them a space on their stage right, to yeah, preach yeah. the gospel. They're and not ready. The yeah. They're not ready. They don't even know yeah. what they're supposed to be doing. Let them mature and grow in the things of God. And so make sure that, you know, and there's resources out there. You have the Word of God. Mm -hmm. That's the first place you can go. You can go to ministers who you trust and you know preach the Word of God. Yeah. But I feel like that's just a problem we're facing as a society right now. Mm -hmm. We're letting people who know nothing about him define him to us. Yeah. And so um, we have to be careful of that because that will be the number one. Well, maybe not the number one. I don't want to prioritize it that way. But that will be a big source of your life of confusion when it comes to is sin subjective or not. Right. When you see a, sub a, you know, a celebrity that's out there just living like the heathen, but yet they're like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they win a championship and they're like, I want to give God glory. I want to thank Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, but yeah, and then that night they go out with their team and they all get drunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not, you know what I mean? They're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Mm -hmm. So you need to follow good, solid sources. Yeah, I think that's a really good advice just for really almost anything when it comes to your relationship with God. Like, do your own diligent research and do your own investigation with God across the board. Like, don't just take it at face value of, of what anyone has said. That's true. It's meant to be your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You need to get in there and start praying for yep. yourself. Yep. My prayer for you on Wednesday nights cannot be the only prayer time you ever have, That's and it true. should not be. Pray with yourself with God. Pray, yep. uh, read your Bible with yep. God. Worship on your own time. Yep. Like, you, you've got to do the due diligence of figuring out what the Word of God says for yourself, so that way you can understand it mm -hmm. when people preach it and when people talk about it, mm -hmm. and that way you can spot when someone's saying something's right or saying something's wrong. You can be like, well, that's not really what mm -hmm. the Word of God says because I've done the research. Yeah. I know. Right. And it's just it's good. It's, it's good. We got to live that way. You know, well, I can have multiple relationships because, look, Justin Bieber did it. <laughs> well, you know, or I can live this way because Justin Bieber said, I, well, what did Jesus say? Yeah. You know, I can live this way because LeBron James said I could. Well, what did Jesus say? You mm -hmm. know, I can live this way because a preacher said I could. Well, what did Jesus say? Yeah. You know, and so we have to go to the source. Right. We have to go to the one that we have this relationship with first. And so that was very well said. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys have a little bit more clarity on 
is sin subjective? Um, if you in have, short, it's not. Yeah, in short, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys have further questions about this, I'm sure we can keep it on rolling. Uh, if you are commenting in the comments down below, yeah. please do so and let us know what your thoughts are, how you how you feel after this, if it helped you, um, if it further confused you, which hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, just be honest with us. We want to have a conversation with you. We want to we want to talk with you on Good Talk. Yeah, and that is the point of the podcast. Yeah. Is just to kind of come in. We don't come in with a, a preset notes or yeah. agenda. We just kind of come in here and we want to speak from our heart. So yeah. we don't really study for these like we do a Wednesday night service. We're just coming in here and we're going off of the things that we have learned. Yeah. You know, for Cody, however many years in ministry, me, however many years in ministry, and more importantly, however many years we've been walking with God. Yeah. Uh, just sharing things with you that we know are biblically accurate that also at the same time have helped us and taken on the challenges of the day. Um, and so that's where we are now. Yeah. We love you guys so much. Uh, again, uh, we need more topics. We need more submissions. Send Check out cwol.org slash podcast. Send us your burning desires and your <laughs> questions and the, the things that you want us to talk about and more there, please. It's anonymous. We don't know who sends anonymous. it. Anonymous. So be free. Yeah. Sing Anonymous is like one of those words like cinnamon. It just like cinnamon. Keeps going. Submit your stuff. <laughs> all right. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. This is true.